Welcome to The Gonzier Show. I'm your host, Jeremy Gonzier. Today I sit down with DJ Casey Roosh of Roosh Entertainment. DJ Casey has been making people dance since he was a middle school student. With a handful of burn CDs, he was in charge of school dances for his peers. Since then, he has been developing his skills like crazy, getting comfortable in front of the microphone and investing in all kinds of modern technology, mixing boards, lights, even a digital photo booth. DJ Casey's goal is to take the club DJ experience and bring it to weddings. In essence, modernize weddings. There's no hokey pokey played on his watch. He stays up on all the trends across the country and brings them to the Midwest. Here's DJ Casey. How's it going? Going good. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, could you talk a little bit about where you're from? Like your kind of your brief origin story? Yeah. Yeah. So born and raised in, um, in Saginaw. I went to Hemlock High School, um, which is just outside of Saginaw. Um, and I started, uh, the DJing thing is, um, it's a family business. Uh, my father actually started it in the seventies with, mm. uh, with rock bands and whatnot. Um, he played in a popular wedding band, um, that he played all over the place. And then once he realized, you know, he was, he couldn't be at two places at once, he started booking other bands, you know, that played under his, his company name, which is Russian Entertainment. Um, so long story short, the DJ came came uh, into this world and and kind of uh, did some damage to the the band, the live entertainment world for um, you know mobile mobile events and weddings. Um, and he got me started out as his roadie. I, I would carry out his cases and stuff like that. And I knew I wanted to to be on stage and and be a DJ one day. Um, I didn't necessarily want to get into weddings right away. Um, but he had me DJing like middle school dances in eighth grade. And I was like 13 years old when I did my first, <laughs> did my first event <laughs> with, wow. uh, with CDs that I, that I burnt um, from like Napster and, and LimeWire, <laughs> completely illegal. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So you were like DJing for your peers then. Basically. I was. Yeah. Yeah. My first gig, I'll never forget. My dad called around to middle schools who didn't have dances and talked him into having a fundraiser and we got a free DJ for you. And <laughs> so they'd sell tickets and, and have, um, they, they drop, my dad would literally drop me off with a box of CDs and set my speakers up and stuff and would drive away. <laughs> <laughs> and it was wow. frightening. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of pressure as a, as a, like a middle schooler. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd start to get some of my buddies to come with me because I didn't want to talk in the microphone. I was, you know, too cool for that, you know. So, so yeah, I just my biggest fear was um, making sure my CDs didn't skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing! So that's how he was kind of helping your dad was kind of helping you get like the skill set that you needed to yeah. maybe get into the family business. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely got me comfortable speaking, um, in front of people and, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. So yeah, 13 years old, I was <laughs> doing, doing a first, uh, my first events. <clears throat> wow. That's so cool. What, 
when you were kind of getting started like that, what were your, some of your musical influences, like music that you were listening to and playing that, that you really loved that kind of helped you get started? Yeah. So I was always really into hip hop and, and, and rap music, um, growing up as a kid. Um, but it was always influenced, you know, by EJ. So I'd, I'd go to concerts and shows and I'd always want to get there early because I knew they'd have a DJ opening. I'd listen to the DJ, listen to how he mixed songs and his song selections. Um, that was always just as great to me as, you know, waiting for, um, you know, Drake to come out or Kanye West. And that, that's who my buddies and I would go see um, growing up. So, so yeah, Kanye, I was a big fan of Kanye's. Um, DJ Khaled before he was like, the, the DJ Khaled he is today. Um, in, the, in the college, I got into like Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller, that kind of stuff. And that's when I kind of started dabbling in, you know, college parties and, and DJing for those kind of functions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's cool that you were kind of out there going to shows, seeing what like the big time professionals were doing and then just kind of like kind of customizing it to your... Yeah to your sound and, and yep. your interests. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it always re records, you know, interesting sets that they were doing. Um, and now the app Shazam, you know, I, I use Shazam like every day. If I'm in the, you driving to an event, I hear a song, you know, it's, I, I always want to know, you know, new songs or different mixes and um, just interesting things that I could, you know, possibly put out at, um, at a private event or, or wedding. Okay. So you've kind of been just out and about and then you get an idea and inspiration and you don't want to lose kind of that inspiration. So you try to find a way to capture it. Yeah, absolutely. So you, uh, so you were kind of went in high school then you were starting to build up your DJ career or did it really start to take off kind of post high school? How did it start to go beyond like middle school dances? So, yeah. So with, um, you know, my, my father's business, it's, you know, it's, it's success, a successful wedding, you know, private event business. Um, so the phone always rang. So like, I, I, I just, I, I knew I had events lined up I could go do. Um, but yeah, once the middle school, I got to high school and then I was literally with DJ our, I'd play a basketball game on a Friday night. I'd take a shower and then I'd go DJ our dance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I love doing it. I just want to, I love being in charge of the music and making people move and making people dance and just have a good time. Um, then I always felt like I could do it better than anyone else in the in the building so why not me yeah um, that's that's how i that's how i felt in high school though so nice so after you graduated then did you kind of take over the family business from your dad so when i went on to college um played a couple years of some small college basketball and moved to ann arbor and that's um met some of my best friends and um, 
we'd have parties and I would DJ the parties and I, I was never going to be a wedding DJ. I always tell my dad this. I was, that's the last thing I want to do is I'm not going to be a wedding DJ. I'm going to be like DJ drama or DJ Khaled. Like I'm going to be in the, the nightclubs and the bars. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, so I started dabbling in that and, and realizing uh, it was fun, but I wanted to take it serious and, and make a, honest you know a career move i i can't stay in the the nightclub world um so i jumped in full force um doing weddings and private events corporate events full-time after i graduated college uh, marketing degree so i don't really don't really use it too often just you know kind of with the social media stuff but um I could have just went into DJing right after high school full time. <laughs> but then you would have missed out on the college experience in some shape or form. So exactly. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no regrets, but, but yeah. Um, it's just interesting how I went to college. I wasn't, I was not going to be a wedding DJ and here I am doing over a hundred weddings a year. Wow. Yeah. Very that's <laughs> Yeah, so you you started out in kind of dabbling in the nightclubs, and what would you say? What were some of the things that you realized that you didn't like enjoy about it? Just like the super late hours, or just well, like yeah, the the late hours that that still happens. Like I got home yesterday at three in the morning um, from a wedding. I had three weddings this weekend, and um, actually a college party during the week. So I had four events this week, but it's always late nights um honestly it was just I, I knew I couldn't make a living with what the club and bar DJs make and mm. so I wanted to I wanted to take that experience and you know the art of the club DJ and bring that into weddings and make weddings more modernized and um leave out the hokey pokey and <laughs> bring in fun <laughs> fun mixing and um just you know epic dance parties is what I love to throw so the the nightclub world is great and um the main thing was just the income do you feel like it also has maybe a little bit more impact like because you're helping like a bride and a groom kind of celebrate their special day do you feel like it's maybe a little more fulfilling too absolutely yeah yeah, it's something that, you know, people look forward to their whole life growing up, you know, um, you hear the stories all the time of people looking forward to the their big wedding day and um, anyone can go DJ in a bar or club and just sit there in the shadows and, and play music, um, but it, it takes a lot um, to get on the microphone and walk around and, you know, present, um, you know, present um the bride and groom and or the the bride and bride the groom and groom whatever um to go overall you know just be comfortable on the microphone and you know start things out real nice and elegant at weddings and then you gotta you also gotta have you know the the music side to um you know make things into a modern party that's if that makes sense
how do you think like you create that kind of dance party, like, like that in fun environment at a wedding? Are there some like key things that you're always trying to do to, to really keep it going, like kind of the whole evening, you know, cause I, I've been to plenty of weddings where like that just didn't happen, you know, like, uh, the wedding that we met at, it, uh, you kept it going all night, but I've been to plenty where it's just kind of stalled out even, you know, an hour in and you're like, kind of feel bad for like the bride and the groom and the other, other people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, there it's, it's the most expensive party anyone's ever going to throw is their wedding. Um, so getting, you know, quality professional wedding vendors, you know, take that, take it serious is, is a huge key. Um, but one of the things I like to do is just incorporate all ages right in the beginning, get everyone comfortable. Um, I want, I want grandma dancing with the flower girl and bride and groom in the middle and friends and family just out hanging out, have a good time. Um, so I, I always like to kind of kick things off with some Motown or something, just, just fun, fun music that everyone knows. Um, and then things kind of will kind of slow down a little bit and then you'll see the bride and the, the groom and their wedding party kind of venture over towards the bar area more. Um, so they're going to get some little bit more liquid courage and then you kind of slowly fade into more modern stuff. And, um, I like to have fun with it and play some, you know, remixes and, um, some more modern stuff towards the end. And what kind of like equipment do you use? Do you primarily use just like laptops or what, what's kind of your, the stuff that you bring to a, to an event? Yeah. So I am, um, I'm a big fan of pioneer equipment. Um, I, I run a program called Serato, um, stuff like this, fancy stuff like this, a bunch of knobs and buttons. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Definitely not a laptop. Yeah. It's, um, a lot more to it than a laptop. I like to be more hands-on so um, I can get into mixing and blending music because I feel like that's so important from taking that from the nightclub world and, you know, college parties and, and people are so used to going out and hearing decent DJs mix music. So when I get to a wedding, I want to keep the beats going. I, I don't want any awkward silence in between you know, song transactions or transitions. And um, that's always one of my goals is keep things going the whole time. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that does happen sometimes at weddings and then you lose people, you know, and I feel like once sometimes, you know, you lose somebody to a distraction, it's hard to get them back out there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and that's so interesting to see. Yeah, like the, I guess I just didn't even realize, really notice the fact that you had all that other, equipment like that that's really amazing um and looks very complex so i'm yeah. sure sure that takes a lot of repetition and uh Absolutely. yeah a lot of training and then you do you also have like that photo booth component then too was that yeah more? yeah okay yeah, is that a, yeah just a little add-on add-on feature for for my couples if they want to dabble into uh the photo booth experience um that's a like as you saw it was pretty modernized um you know with the boomerangs and the gifs and all the different filters and fun stuff like that um, i kind of just bring that set it up and it runs itself so yeah i thought that was a really nice touch to it that also kind of kept kept people pretty excited and close to you in the stage and exactly in, in the environment yep yep and then i pair that with uh, the lighting i brought 
um, which I could move around to, you know, faster songs. I could make the music flash and um, slower songs. I don't know if you were, if you noticed any of this, but mm-hmm. it, it, good. Yeah. So a slower song, I'll let the lights calm down a little bit, but yeah, it's just, it's amazing how far we've come from when I first started, just had one light that you plug in and it just do a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> like Spencer's in the mall or something, but um, <laughs> they, yeah, they come a long way with being completely battery powered and running off of a, a laptop. So was there like a moment Um, as you started to kind of do the wedding DJ thing where you kind of felt like, oh yeah, like this is really what I'm good at. And this is kind of, I'm glad like this is something I I went into. Can you think of like a moment or moments where you really felt like you were in, had great momentum and were were doing something you were good at and and loved? Yeah, so absolutely. So after after weddings, you know, I, I talked to the couple, I think for having me and um, you know, sometimes I get, you know, hugs from the couples or sometimes they're in tears with so much fun they've had and said, oh my gosh, Casey, so many people said this is the best wedding they've ever been to. And once I got started to get more and more compliments like that, I said, this is going to, this is going to be what I'm going to do forever because this, I'm making someone so happy by just doing what I love to do. You, you can't put a price tag on that or you can't, but yeah, that's. I said, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I got to the point where some of these wedding dates, like um, we're, we're turning down 20 weddings for some of these popular dates. Um, so people are booking me out two years in advance. And just, just today I had to tell a couple that, you know, I'm not available for next New Year's Eve, which I don't even know how long, how far away that is, but that's, so it's job security helps too with this. <laughs> you know, it's just re, just depending on people to call and, and want you to DJ their events. So it's it's nice to have a you know, some job security in this world because it's a lot of people don't. Yeah. Do you feel like you've had like good word of mouth from people like a a lot of yeah. referrals? Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent word of mouth is huge. Um, I try to have a strong Instagram presence. I try to kind of just do live stuff at weddings. Like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And the, the, this couple chose to do this today. Like last night, they, the couple was so awesome. They said 10 o'clock, we're taking our suits and dress off. The entire wedding party is putting on sweatsuits. And they, they asked me to bring a sweatsuit. I'm like, yes, like I'm in. <laughs> they know more. So um, just different stuff like that is awesome to show. Um, but word of mouth, like the, the bride that the wedding that you're at, Gabriella and Matthew, they, I'm always seeing on Facebook that Gabriella's tagging me and stuff where brides are looking for a DJ. So stuff like that really helps. And um, over the, over the years, do you have any like weddings that really stick out as just like some really fun, crazy stuff happened as a result of your DJing? just turning turning nice and elegant um gatherings into crazy glass shattering <laughs> floor parties is just kind of what i'm used to at this point um 
I always tell my couples, like, I know when to keep things classy. And then I know when to get ratchet. And <laughs> they always tend to get ratchet. And um, I just feel like people are looking for a modern DJ experience at their on their wedding day. And yeah, yeah, honestly, I um, 2018, I'll never forget, I got sick at a wedding um, mm. at, the, at the same exact room where you and I met up in mm. Charlevoix, I'm three hours from home. Um, and I like during dinner, I started not to feel well. And then I was, I caught the flu and like, I was like vomiting. Oh, finished it somehow. <laughs> like some people didn't know, but, uh, it was brutal, but I had to get through it. I had to get through it. And I packed up my stuff and then went right to the hospital. <laughs> oh, oh. I said, I need an IV because I've been vomiting for the last five hours. Wow. This podcast just went uh, full 360, didn't it? That was, uh, yeah. No, that's great. I could tell. And that's just one that just came to me. That's uh, hopefully I'll never have to experience that again. Yeah, but, hopefully but yeah, not. put a happy face on and act like I was just fine. So, yeah. Oof. Glad you yeah. made it. Yeah, that sounds really terrible, but part of something that occasionally happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how to get through it. I don't have backup. I don't have assistance. I don't have, you know, no one was, I was three hours from the closest person I knew. So mm -hmm. that was their Super Bowl and the show must go on. Where do you think like kind of DJing, wedding DJing is going? Do you have any like trends that you're kind of following or seeing some things in the future that you'd like to maybe experiment with some more or try out? Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I, I do, I'm always studying. I'm always studying these DJs who do the mobile and private event, you know, world like I do, but I'm watching them in New Jersey and New York and LA and Chicago and they start trends you know, way faster than we, we do up here in, in Michigan. So I, I watch what they do and I equipment that they're getting into. Um, and I'm always trying to get my hands on what they're doing to try to bring it here. So no one ever sees it, you know, it's, and then it's always something brand new for people, for guests and for my clients. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting because like, I, I think back to my, when my dad started and it was always bands and then, you know, you got into like artists and like rappers and singers. But in the past, like five or 10 years, the DJ has really become like the rock star, you know, mm -hmm. with all the huge EDM festivals and all that kind of stuff. Like DJs have become the rock star. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think that there's a, a cap on where the DJ world can go. And I definitely don't think we're going to be replaced um, with technology. That's always been kind of a fear of mine. But recently, I'm starting to trend towards that. I just don't see, you know, technology or robots taking over our job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially when you have, uh, you know, good character and personality and you know how to, you know, get people excited and pumped up and yeah, um, have that presence, like you, you said, and you have yeah. a strong, strong brand. Like I, I've been to shows in the last year or two where, yeah, like the DJ is almost like a focal point. Like it's a band, but they have a DJ that comes along and is like 
a really big part of their their show and it, yeah. you, know, you wouldn't expect that from certain bands and it's kind of cool like it really got the the crowd really excited and kind of jazzed up their like experience so you can yeah. see them in a lot of different spots and um yeah i think there's just a lot of potential like you said for some interesting things to to happen and it, and it left like just a memorable impression you're like wow i'd like to see that band again because they have like a random dj that like made it even more exciting <laughs> yeah yeah definitely adds a fun twist to to live music um that that's one thing i've seen a, a lot of these major cities they're incorporating a, a a percussionist with you or a live saxophonist and um so they're we're kind of i'm seeing in the future more of a fusion thing happening where you know you have the dj up front but then off to the side is a live percussionist drumming and you know he's hooked up to the speakers and you know saxophone and just kind of like building your own band at these events it's something that i think we will see soon would you say are some of the toughest parts of the we kind of talked about some of the highlights and the, the awesome parts of the job what would you say are some of the, the challenges the toughest challenges is it like pressure because it's like hey this is like we've talked about everybody's big day well what are some of the the challenges yeah yeah so it's hard so like I said I do over before the pandemic I was doing over 100 weddings a year um 2020 obviously was not a good year for for us but um this year <laughs> right back to over a hundred. Um, for me, the hardest part is making every single wedding the Super Bowl. That this is their biggest day. I have to, no, it doesn't matter how I feel. Uh, if I'm sick or if I had a bad day or my son had me up in, at four in the morning, it doesn't matter. Like I have to put on this happy face <laughs> and uh, which I love doing what I do, but sometimes it's, you know, it's a Sunday, it's my fourth wedding in a row but this is their Super Bowl. They planned this for two years now. So I have to just throw everything out the window and, and put on a great show for them. Um, there's a little pressure, you know, when I go to open up on the microphone and welcome everyone to the event, there's always butterflies there. I think if I start to lose those butterflies, I'm, I'm probably, I shouldn't be doing it anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll have couples warn me like, hey, none of us are dancers. We don't really even like music. Our parents just wanted us to have a DJ. Okay, that's a change. Um, yeah. But then I get there and they dance all night and they give me big sweaty hugs afterwards. <laughs> and it was the best night of their life. So <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive to be able to, to turn people into dancers. That's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Some good music and some liquid courage. That's going to go a long way. It does. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Gonzier Show. Follow the show and please share it. Stay tuned for more episodes.